What is up? Welcome back to Bleach Boys. So discussing Core 2 still. I've not gone off the hill, but this time we're talking about the dub. So for those of you that don't know, the Bleach Thousand Blood War Core 2 dub, and I believe the Core 1 as well, it was about a month behind the official release. So it just finished airing the finale, actually. So they have done all the parts. They've done all the voices. There has been drama included oh. in the voices. Yes, there has. Lots of drama, which, you know, if that hasn't been beaten to death already, man, you're in for a treat when we talk about it. Uh, what do you think of the dub as a whole? I was okay with it. Okay. I, You know who surprised me? Oh, is that there's one voice. There's one voice that I did, I actively disliked. And if you say it, Jose, we're not friends anymore. Oh, no. I got to be careful. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Lily Barrow. Okay. I love okay. his voice. Okay. I was like, all right. All right. Damn, all right. That shit deep. Yeah. Good voice. Good yeah. voice. Good I'm voice. Like, Good voice. has a really nice deep voice. Pythes? Yeah, sounded like Bleach. All right, yeah. I thought the same thing as well. I was pleasantly surprised on all the voices. There is one voice that I did not like. One voice that I was like, eh, rest of them I thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, that's that's a dubbing of Bleach. I did watch it with my girlfriend, and even she, because she's just now getting into anime, and she's just now doing, um, she's mostly watched Japanese stuff. I don't know if we've actually ever watched any dubbed anime. I think we've always done Japanese. But she was watching these, uh, I watched... So the episode I watched was the Marching Out the Zombies, number mm -hmm. two, because I, I love the Hitsugai in the main so good. fight, so I watched that one. And then I watched all three of the finale episodes of Squad Zero and all that stuff. So I watched those four just to check it out, see what the dub was like. My girlfriend watched it, and she, at one point she's like, how come I always feel like the English voices are way worse than the Japanese? Like, you're on the right track. You're, you're on the right track. It's just, it's hard, you know? They do what they can, and I still appreciate what they do. Mm -hmm. It's just it's hard to kind of, like, mouth it and all that well, other stuff. Well, one place where I felt like it was um, – it was – Tough uh, was Miri and Toshiro when they were fighting, and Miri officially wins, and he puts the drug into Tosh. And if you guys remember the Japanese one, he does that scream, yeah, like that yeah. fucking crazy scream. And before that, he's like, no, like stop, like don't do it. That sounded awful in the dub, was not a highlight. Even when he got to the scream, eh, not the best. So, But I feel like they can nail the voices, because a lot of times I feel like with English voices, they're kind of like going like this. Oh no! Don't don't do that. You know they're kind of giving that their serious voice. tone. So when they have to go from the serious tone to like a screaming or like a dramatic, they it's like a little cracks. hard. It's a little hard. Yeah, yeah. But all in all, I thought it was good. I I, I thought for a bleach dub, it was a bleach dub. Sounds like bleach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a uh, little history for people that don't know. Maybe you guys are just now watching Bleach Boys. We actually started off as a bleach dub rewatch podcast. So this podcast came from back in the day when I you know. You wouldn't believe it now. But when I was working out and I would work out in the garage, we had a little shitty TV out here and I would have bleach on as the dub. It's just in the background. While I'm doing my workout because it'd be like for an hour or whatever. And then we would come on to the regular podcast that we have it used to be called the Otaku podcast now defunct. And I would be like, do you guys remember and bleach this like from me watching how many episodes I watched? And I'd be like, no, you fucking do not. No, yeah. I do not. And that's where this podcast originated from was us watching the dub. So eventually we formed Bleach Boys where we would watch the dub version for the first time. Because we watched all of it in Japanese, obviously, aside from a few episodes we would see on Toonami. And we went through and watched every single episode of the dub. Yeah. Every single thing all the way through. And just kind of took notes and like, hey, I don't remember this part. Do you remember this part? And that's where this came from. And that's where the kind of the note format began. So it's a, a sweet circle to hop back to the dub. Obviously, um, Johnny kills it. As Always, he's so good. Um, I did go back and watch when he came down for the first time. He kills it. Yeah, he, yeah, same. He absolutely kills it. Not surprised. Uh, another special note I'd like to give out is Biakia's voice. Yeah. Is just is classic. I, we saw him at AX. Sweet, sweet that, sounds to my ear. He does it perfectly. Yes. Yeah, amazing. When he does the Bankai, he yeah. did it against Robert because I watched the Miri episode. Ooh. <laughs> Baby. Also, 
because I watched that episode. Pepe in the dub, very good. He has a pretty good voice. Very good voice. So hate him, but you know. Mm-hmm. They did a great job with Pepe. And the guy who does it was like, damn. That that was he good. He had a good time doing but, that yeah. one. Yeah, he did. Now, whose voice I didn't like was Giselle. I uh, wasn't the biggest fan of Giselle's voice. I love Charlotte's voice, of course. Mm-hmm. How could you not? He was fantastic. And then I will give also a special shout out. I thought this one was um, not what I was necessarily expecting per se. It kind of caught me off guard. But I think Lil Toto Pythes, your favorite Sternator, I thought they did a great job on the voice. Yeah, well. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. They still kept that that same kind of monotone voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually don't have a problem with Giselle's voice. I think all the Bambies knocked it out the park. Okay, all right. Yeah, just the Giselle one for me, it just came off as a little weird. But I, I can see why they went the direction they did, obviously. It makes sense. Because um, it, it's... It's Giselle trying to sound more feminine. Yes. Yeah. A couple of other notes that I had just from the grand scheme of things of the dub. Um, Sinjamara's voice, also, also incredible. Also really cool. I thought she had a great voice actor. I thought that was really fucking good. Um, Chad Orihime Ganju. I mean, all the fucking same. Classics. And it, classic voices. Who, it, who voices Ganju? Nah, I Ch- know I've heard him somewhere Oh, yeah. Else. Wait, isn't Chad different? Chad is a Jameson Price stepped down so he could let like a Hispanic guy voice Chad. Yeah, okay. I, I was gonna say it sounded a little different, like almost deeper. It's it's not the same guy. Okay. Well, I remember back in the dub when I was first watching it for the very, 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 very first time. I thought at one point his voice actor changed from the original one, like back in the original dub. It, it did. There was original Chad go. and then Jameson Price and now this guy. There you go. Okay, okay, okay. So he's gone through and multiple I changes. Would kn- I would know Jameson Price is my favorite voice actor. What else has he done? Uh, he was Papa Near in like the OG Near that released back in like the 2010s. He was original Kotomine in Fate, though that was the version. Have you seen Stay Night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he. I'm pretty sure he was uh, one of the characters in Code Geass. Okay. I think he was the Emperor. I I love the way his voice sounds. It's so deep. I'd listen to him read the phone book to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Glowing fucking review. Um, I thought Askin and Gerard, also yeah. incredible voice actors, were talking about the Royal Great. Guard. The one that I was a little iffy on, I didn't know if it just felt a little off to me, was Ichube. Um, to me, his voice in the English dub, it felt, um, for lack of a better word, and I can say this, it felt too white. You know, I was like, it's too white guy for me. It felt like almost <laughs> like that classic white dad that was talking to you. I was like, all right, thank you. He's just like, lecturing me the whole yeah, time. I was like, dude, because I you know, obviously watched the uh, original scene with Yuha, which, by the way, I did not realize. Maybe this is just them not doing the subtitles because I have the subtitles on now because I'm a boomer. Um, Yuha, as in however spelled Y-H-W-A-C-H. Let's just say I said that right. The, that actually is Yuha Baha. Yeah. I yeah. thought this whole time his full name was Yuha Baha, and I was just calling him Yuha because that's just how you pronounce the first part of it. I I had no idea that Yuha, how I spelled it, is Yuha Baha. Yep. I'm pretty sure during that, because I also watched that scene, of course, he just calls him Yuha. He calls him Yuha after he cuts his name in half. Yeah. Some JoJo-ass powers right there. Yeah, because yep. I was like, that's when I first noticed it. He said... um. Because he was doing the whole thing, the whole discussion of his power with Ichibe, and he's like, well, now I, I cut your name in half. Now you're just YH. And he just goes, now you're just Yuha. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Let me look this back up. <laughs> I was like, I thought his whole long last name was like the Baha the part. Baha part. No, it, it, like his I had no idea the Baha. first name was Yuha Baha. I'm still going to call him Yuha. Hey, well, I mean, that sounds great. Yeah. It sounds amazing because obviously, why do you want to say Yuha Baha the whole time? 
But I thought that was just us ripping his name out. <laughs> just <laughs> we had the power before he just did. like calling it good to go. Uh, learn something new it's, every day, I guess. We are Ichi. We are Ichi Bay. All of us. <laughs> he, you know, technically his power is everything. You know, Quincy Soul Reaper, the dead. He owns all the black. So That's true. It just how it's just how it goes. I love that his power is called Paint It Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, although when I do hear Paint It Black, I think of the Rolling Stones song. Same. <laughs> I think of the French version. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. Hipster. All right. The one voice. There is one voice that I fucking hated. And this is no disrespect to the voice actor at all. It just wasn't for me. You know, it was like an ice cream flavor. It wasn't wasn't for me. Oetsu. <sighs> Didn't dig it. Couldn't do it. I thought really? it I thought it sounded like a little kid trying to be cool. Couldn't do it. I, nah, I loved Oetsu. Nah, just hearing him talk, I was like, it was like a fucking someone was grading like chalk. Damn, scratching a chalkboard in much? my ears, dog. It was bad. And it just came off as cringy. And I, I Oetsu is supposed to be like this fucking I would say cool guy little cringy by by default but just a cool fucking guy who's like there's women around him and this is just like someone pretending to be that i've i've always thought a witch who was supposed to be cool because he wasn't cool he's got the weird hair he's got the big sunglasses he thinks he's cool but he's not which actually makes him cool also he just sounds like a bunch of people i work with (laughs) (laughs) so you're like it all comes down to pythes works with people that sound like this so So he's like hey let's go pythes is like day in the life man day in the (laughs) life for me who does not work with somebody that sounds like oetsu i was like man that is uh not my oetsu that is tough (laughs) look at a bougie ass hotel (laughs) i thought it was okay all right we have the spectrum there that was the only one like aside from that they either did an okay job or I thought, man, they nailed that. Only Oetsu's for me, and I get they were trying. I think the problem was it was a little uncanny valley to a point where it's like I, they were trying to nail the same Oetsu voice. Mm-hmm. They got close, but not right on the dot, and then it just sounds weird. Ah, uh, okay, I get you. Like, I have the Oetsu voice from, you know, fucking BBS ingrained into my head. I have the anime now good to go. And then I hear this guy who is just like, it sounds like somebody impersonating Oetsu and doing it. Poorly. Is it because his guess. voice was a little too high? Yeah, it did, it did yeah. hit a little high note so every now and then. I mean, if it helps, I did watch season one with his introduction dubbed. Mm-hmm. So I'm already used to it. Ah, yeah. okay. You've already had the cherry popped. So maybe, maybe if I hear it some more, it, it would. It, it, you'll, you'll get used to I'd it. I'd eventually be okay with it like Asta, you know? It yeah, yeah I, I, I totally get that. What about Ikaku's voice? I know it's the same actor. But for some it's reason, not. it's not. It's not because of all the controversy. Oh, you're totally right. I I forgot about that controversy because he's. Uh, I immediately was like, oh, it sounds like Ed, but then it doesn't. Like it sounds a little high pitched. Yeah, it's it's kind of sounds kind of like originally Kaku, but somebody else. Ah, okay. Well, thank you. I was I was thinking about that for a long time. I was like, huh. Hiori has a different voice actor too, so is Holly Bell. So Hiori is one of the voice actors that is involved in the Yodoichi. Uh, oh no! Um, yeah. So. Oh, is she? Yeah. Here, let me let me pull it up. We'll talk about it really quick. Because uh, uh, if you somehow stayed off the internet while the dub was airing, um, you might have missed that there was a big controversy around the voice of Yodoichi. Nah, Twitter blew up immediately. Yes, they did. But I'm, that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. If you were living under a rock and you somehow missed it, um, we'll talk about it right now, and I'll give. Uh, is an unbiased take as I can, then we'll give opinions on the end here. So, in Thousand Year Blood Record 2, I'm going to try to pronounce the name. I'm sorry. Aneris Quinones. 
was the new voice actor chosen to W. Odoichi. So they were not going to use the original voice actor, which is Wendy Lee. Mm -hmm. And Wendy Lee is a much beloved voice actor. She's voiced a whole bunch of stuff. People love her for her voice of Yodoichi, obviously. She's the classic. And she got replaced. And before Core 2 and Core 1 and all that stuff was coming out, Wendy Lee was hyping up how excited she was to come back as Yodoichi. Oh, shit. Then it came out and they chose somebody else. Nobody knew what was going on until one time um, – I'm going to get a little last name, Quinones. Quinones tweets uh, all of a sudden, hey – I'm going to read it straight from the tweet here. Hey, y'all, the studio and client decided to go in a different direction, so I'm no longer voicing Yodoichi and Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, and my recordings will be replaced. It meant a lot to take on such an iconic woman of color. I appreciate all the love. I'll still be voicing Hiori. So she is the new voice of Hiori. So she switched to Hiori. Um, she was still – so when she got picked for Yodoichi, she was going to do both oh, Yodoichi okay. and Hiori. Um, Wendy Lee also Faye Valentine in Cowboy Bebop mm -hmm. so a lot of classic stuff Wendy Lee went on a little bit of a rampage on Twitter because a lot of other voice actors and voice actresses were coming out in support of Quinones and kind of saying how messed up that is like you know like she already voiced the character like why would they pull it back now it's it's kind of like you have two roads here you either stick with the new casting and you just write it out because that's what you picked you just write it out and obviously people are going to be upset about Wendy Lee but to take it back at that point would be fucked up. Or <laughs> you take it back at that point, people are going to be fucked up about Kenyona's not having it now because that's fucked up. Yeah. And give it back to Wendy Lee, which will appease a certain part of people. But now it's like, that's fucked up. And so they went that route, the second route. They, the company issued an apology, not an apology, but a statement on how exactly this happened. Because obviously you would wonder, number one, why did they not just go Wendy Lee originally? Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Number two, was it just because of the outrage? Because there was a lot of outspoken fans that were trying to say, like, yo, where's Wendy Lee? Like, she was pimping this out. Yeah. What happened to her? They came out and said, here's their exact statement. We would like to address the unfortunate circumstances that led to the casting around the character Yodoichi Shion in Bleach Thousand Year Blood War, episode number 22. It was always Studiopolis' intent to keep as many of the established cast members as possible from the original Bleach anime. There was a misunderstanding that Yodoichi was part of the list of the original cast members who were unavailable to participate in Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. In error, our casting coordinator offered Kinyonas the role. By the time the error came to our attention, it was too late to correct before episode 22 was released. We would like to take this opportunity to once again apologize and express how much we appreciate their talents and enjoy working with Kinyonas and Wendy Lee, who will both continue to add their voice work to Bleach Thousand Year Blood War with Wendy's Yodoichi and Kinyonas's Hiori. That sounds like a massive lie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know, man. So, yeah, what, what's what's the take? What's the take? Because I don't want to understate it, and Wendy has come out and apologized as well. Kinyonas doesn't seem like she's exactly taken the apology from Wendy. But Wendy was uh, came out on Twitter swinging to some fellow voice actors where, like, they were, you know, supporting Kinyonas. Like, oh, that's so messed up. Like, you know, we still support you. And Wendy was like, what, you don't support me? Da, da, da. I was like, ooh, okay, shit. Wendy Lee is dialed that back and said sorry and said that she's contacted Kinyonas trying Kinyonas just said she doesn't want to talk about it. Hey, she just wants to, you know, let it let it go, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a shitty thing because I mean, you really do think about it, right? Um, if you were a woman of color, I'm sure for someone like Yodoichi, it's like damn, Yodoichi's like she's a, a fucking, fucking badass, goaded character, man, like goaded, and you finally get the chance to voice Yodoichi, and you're like, holy shit! And it's not like she, as far as we know. It's not like, like she didn't push for it to do yeah. with that. There wasn't no like foul play involved from the company statement, which, you know, obviously could not be true. The company was like, yeah, we fucked up. 
Like that was our fucking bad. So that fucking sucks to be so excited to play. Like how excited would you be to play Grim Joe? Oh my God. And I they're would like, love Jose, listen, Grim Joe, Mexican icon, man, Mexican icon. <laughs> Come on out, play Grim Joe. And you voice him for the first appearance of like three lines. You need to voice him. Dream come true. When he's about to have his full scene with Askin, actually, we fucked up. Hey, the, sorry, dude. You got to go voice Loopy now. Yeah. Fuck! <laughs> yeah. It's like the original voice actor for Grimjo wants it back. Our bad, man. We Damn read, it. We read the, long, the wrong list. Our bad. It sucks, huh? That would suck. So, like, I feel for Kenyonas. I'd be a salty motherfucker. She's taking a higher road than me. I'd be so salty. But, like, what can you do in that situation aside from take it like a champ? Because if you're salty about it, it's, yeah. it's not going to go It's a crazy situation because it's, like, obviously, if the original voice actor wanted to return, she should get that opportunity. She should 100% get that opportunity to do it. It should have been done from the get-go. 100% should have been done from the get-go. The company, if that is the true factual statement, I hope they fire the fuck out of whoever that was. Because I'm sorry, man. <laughs> the like, casting director. That is a big mistake. And I could see how it's an easy mistake. Like someone sent you the wrong fucking list or something, and you see the, on the top, Yodoichi voice actor not returning. I feel like you would want to double check that kind of stuff and then yeah. just reach back out and be like, hey, we understand that you said no to this. Is is this your final confirmation? Especially for a character like Yoruichi. She's beloved. I mean, each character in Bleach is loved, yeah. but Yoruichi, come on. Icon. Icon. So you would have just hoped that they would have done something, due diligence. Like, you could have checked anything and seen that Wendy Lee wanted to come back. And it's yeah. like, they just didn't, and they just pushed it through. It's like, but I mean, hey, listen, that <laughs> level of incompetence is at every fucking workplace ever like that shit happens all the time where it's like why wasn't this checked my bad just didn't do it this time sorry happens everywhere so i can see how it happens but that is a catastrophic fuck up i mean when you have your list of voice actors to check up on wendy fucking lee has got to be like high on the list to make sure right yeah that's what i'm saying she's been doing she's been doing this forever she's been in everything and, and she's one of the most beloved characters in this series yeah she's what, not gonna have 20 plus years mm-hmm. yeah 20 plus she's in like every anime i've ever seen <laughs> yeah in the just in the background somewhere well and also like not a single intern was like that is so weird that wendy lee is not coming back for an iconic character like that is strange they're just like nah fuck it <laughs> So I, I don't believe that that excuse is just a massive lie. All right. So now let's play a fun game, Pythes. Put on your tinfoil hat, full conspiracy mode. What do you, <laughs> what do you think happened? We, we, we all know. There's been a massive push to have more representation of voice actors of color, voice characters of color. The guy from the Cleveland show stepped down. That's why uh, Jameson Price stepped down. So they said, we're, we're going to have the black lady be voiced by. I assume the voice actor was a black lady. Yes. And then everybody went, but I don't care about that. I want the voice actor back. Where's Wendy Lee? So all of this just makes like the dubbing company seem like massive cowards, honestly. Either stick to your guns or wait till the season's done to fire her, not mid-season. What the fuck? Yeah. I think the yeah. way that they handled it 100%, whether, well, you know, whatever the true story was, they fucked it up. Like, big time they fucked it up. That was a big fumble. Uh, it just makes the company look worse. Yep. But also, I mean... That episode that had Yoruichi in it is what her only talking point in the season, like where she shows up for the rocket for the first time and does the explanation. I think that's really it. Because other than that, maybe she talks when they're on the rocket talking about. Oh, no, because that's all Orihime, right? She does do the explanation of the Soul King. Yeah. 
Yeah, she talks for a bit. I was listening to it and going, oh, no, Wendy Lee didn't record for this. It just makes everything look so bad. <laughs> but also, it's like, how does it a big not- company like, you know, like Viz, like, what? Like, how did this not get double checked? Especially with them doing so much promo with the dub voice actors already. Like, come on. Well, is Viz in charge of, in charge of uh, dubbing as well? It's a this company, Studiopolis, because uh-huh. uh, they're the one that put out the release. But I would assume they would have some oversight on it. Or just, hey, Wendy. We're not going to bring you back. Don't talk about how excited you are on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, don't amp everybody up, please. They they could have solved this with one phone call. Yeah, it's true. Poor communication. Oh, very poor communication. It happens everywhere. It happens fucking everywhere. Yep. It, this is just like a critical failure that is very public. Uh, I, I mean, to to be fair to the new lady, she sounded fine. I thought, yeah, I thought well. she did a great job. Yeah, I totally watched it. like, yeah, all right, sure. That's that sounds like Yoroichi. I mean, there there's always the little bit in the back of my head going, "That's not what Yoroichi's supposed to sound like," but that was gonna happen no matter what. Uh, all right. Well, anyways, back to talking about the dub, the actual anime dub. Um, I did have an uh, interesting thought when I was watching it again because obviously, also did not like the voice for um Yoruichi's little brother. Didn't like it. Didn't didn't dig it. Uh, but I was rewatching that scene where Hiori confronts Uehara and is like, "Hey, what's up? Like, why the fuck did you not take us up there? You know." Um. And I was just thinking, man, I would have been so fucking down for Hachi to go up there and just start beating <laughs> ass again. I would have been 100% you want Hachi down. Hachi to come back? Dude, he is a cool motherfucker. It's like, just send Hachi up. I give two shits about the rest of those, except maybe Lisa. Uh, but, you know. Hey, hey, Lisa. Hey, you know, send him up. Send him up. I wish they <laughs> did. But I feel like from watching that scene, it kind of came off as a scene where the writer needed to justify why I'm not using these characters. Like, please don't ask me about them. I don't, they're, they're there. I'm not sending them up. And they do a thing later. There you yeah. Go. And it's just like, I would have loved to see Hachi go up there and beat somebody's ass. Someone on the Royal Guard again. Yeah, I just completely he block could. him in a cube. You know he throws hands. You know Hachi. Yeah, we Hachi's see with Baragon. He, he throws hands. He could, I, I think he did an even more impressive thing than beating Baragon. He fixed Orihime's broken magic thing. Which a thing that can like defy how God works. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's like, like you have Orihime who has the power of the God, but then there's Hachi who has the power to repair the power of the God. Hephaestus. 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 Or Vulcan, <laughs> if Vulcan. you're lame. Yeah. <laughs> he's just over here. He's like, I gotta fix this bitch right here. It was so casual. He just goes, hey, call this lady over here for me. Let me. F- All right, there you go. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no biggie. No sweat broken. He's like, I can fix anything. Oh my god, he's Sam I from get- a Holes. I can fix that. Yep. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. <laughs> Save. Only other thing that I notice is that when I'm watching the dub, and there's this weird thing that's happening with the dub where they pronounce things, and I know in dubs they historically mispronounce things, but now I'm watching, I'm like, is that how it's pronounced? Is that how it's pronounced? Is that how I'm supposed to do it? Like with the Yuha thing, I'm like, is that, yeah? is that how it's supposed to <laughs> Second guessing yourself. Yeah. And then with um, the Oswalin, or the, it's, uh, they pronounce it the Auschwalin. The Auschwalin, which I guess sounds maybe a bit more correct. Yuha at one point sounded like he said the Auschwalin. I don't know what the correct pronunciation is I anymore. I thought it sounds like a V when you hit the W. Fuck if I know, Jose. Fuck if I know. That's why I'm saying this dub's got me questioning. Damn. It's German. It's German, so the W's are pronounced like V's. Okay, so like, uh, like Volkswagen is like Aus- Volkswagen? Yes. Aus- yeah, like so Volkswagen. Auswalen. Auswalen. Is that right? We need to talk to Retsum. He'll, he can- <laughs> yeah, he'll correct us. <laughs> We're going to give you a list of words, Retsum. We want you to say them. Thank you. <laughs> just he would say it wrong. He would say it wrong just to fuck with us. 
But aside from that, I thought the dub was good. I thought it was really good. I, I de- wanted to go back and watch the original Yama fight because I just fucking love that fight. I it's such a I good fight. Get, I didn't get time to go around and ch- check it out. But I thought, for all intents and purposes, there is nothing wrong with the dub. I thought it was well done. It was well made. If you watch the dub compared to the sub, you would not be losing any enjoyment. It sounds like Bleach. I got to watch Bleach finally. Yeah. Yeah. And all the characters I- sounded close enough to what they sound like in Japan where – you're getting the same experience. That being said, you're getting it a month later, which fucking that's true. Sucks. But that's also because the strikes and stuff kind of held it up, right? I think so. Um, I thought in the first season, maybe Pythes, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought they were simulcasting both the dub and the sub for a little bit. I think the dub was like a, it's like a day or a week behind. Yeah, I think it was closer than what it is. This one was a month, and I think they took a break at a certain point, like for a while. So maybe it might have been the strikes that did it. But this one finished a month after that. And yeah. also, interesting to note, because we were trying – so behind the scenes of the podcast, if anybody cares, uh, we were discussing uh, – I wanted to do the dub episode for a long time. Just to talk on it because we've talked about the dub all the way through. Just to do a nice little bow. I was telling them, I don't know if the dub is going to do twenty episode 25 and 26 at the as same one. time. As one. So I kept looking, and I was Googling, trying to find anything I could find. Nobody's talking about the dub. Nobody is fucking talking about it. There's not even articles talking about when these episodes are going to come out. There's a couple of old Reddit threads when I guess an episode got released a couple hours late and everybody freaked out. That's it. That is all I could find. So I had no idea. So I just sat and waited and just like, all right, well, you know, today's the day. And like episode 25 came out by itself, just totally by itself. And then episode 26 came out by itself. A week later. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that is the weirdest. Like, there's no publicity about it. No, nothing. Like, nobody's talking about it. It's like... Even the official, you know, obviously, as it should, the official Viz Twitter was, like, tweeting along with the Japanese release. Dub version, who gives a shit? Who gives a <laughs> shit? Like, even the official Viz one. Like, nobody, nobody's saying anything. They're probably on that, like, line where they're, like, every, if you want to watch it that bad, you'll watch the the sub version of it. Yeah, it'd be interesting what the breakdown is, though. I, I want to know, like, what the breakdown of people who are watching the sub versus the dub and see, like, if it's... If they're just, like, chucking it out just for shits and giggles. Well, I know a lot of people are still refuse to watch subs. So I still know okay. a good amount of people okay. that will just wait. I'm not waiting for those people. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend was asking me, um, she was like, so, like, are always the subs better than the dubs? And I was like, it depends who you ask. There's some anime where the dub is incredible. It's really, really good. I mean, and- to us, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I told her or for the most out, yeah. part, I would say, like, if it kind of resonates more with American audiences, I think you'll get a better American dub. And for, like, what I'm thinking about in my head would be, like, something like uh, Black Lagoon had a really good dub um, where people were waiting for years for the dubbed cast to come back and do the OVAs, like the fucking last four Damn. episodes. And people did would they re- ever? Yeah, they did. They're all done now. They oh, Funimation bought them all back and had them do the dub because people oh, wanted it so Oh, that's super bad. sick. Um, crazy. Even though that can- – even though that cast is super Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, another one I was thinking of is like Trigun and Cowboy Bebop. Like yeah. those dubs are fucking incredible. And I feel like they kind of resonate a bit more with the American audience. Whereas like we got incredible fucking dubs of, of that stuff. Obviously Dragon Ball Z throws in there as well. But that's just straight up, you know, fucking karate, kung fu. I think we grew up with it as a kid. So, you know, what's crazy. I can't picture Yu Yu Hakusho in Japanese because I've watched it all in uh, English as a kid. I've never heard it in Japanese. Yeah, I've never heard it in Japanese aside from the song, the intro song, Banger. Interesting. Okay. New York show doesn't exist in Japanese. <laughs> as far uh, as we know, it's a American cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. New York show. 
I started watching Yu Hakusho back at the point where I didn't know what anime was, so it was just like a weird cartoon that came on at night. I understood that there was a difference in the way like Toonami would come out and that there was like separate uh, cartoons being showed. Yeah, I always like to ask people like when we're talking about like, hey, what's the first anime you ever watched? And I always like to put the asterisk where you knew it was an anime, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's a lot bulb, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's like a lot of stuff where growing up, especially for us, um, Cartoon Network, Toonami, Adult Swim, they just aired that shit. And okay. there was just no there was no like, hey, this is an anime like this is a Japanese cartoon. It's just like, no, this is just our programming. I we think just later have on, on Toonami started saying like, hey, this is yes. anime, right? Yeah. And same with Adult Swim, because I think some yes. of it was Adult Swim. But before for me watching it, like was- this, this is just a cartoon that I'm watching. It's like it's just having a good time. That's why like Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, like that kind of stuff. Uh, Digimon. Digimon, I had no yeah. fucking idea that shit was an anime until after I was long fucking into it. I remember when Beyblade came out. I didn't know that was an anime exactly. either. I would be aware that like Goku would sometimes have a weird looking thing on his gi that would be like, that's not normal mm-hmm. letters. Mm-hmm. But how am I supposed to know those weird dumpling things? I don't know. Maybe he's from like the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, the rice balls. <laughs> the rice. You mean the jelly filled donuts? Oh, no. Yeah. Pokemon. Everyone. Everyone clowns on that. I couldn't tell the difference. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have weird donuts and Pokemon. What? Okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't care. Like, I started reading Naruto when I was 12 because I, I got a subscription to Shonen Jump. And then they advertised the anime, and I had become aware, this is what an anime is. It's from the J-Pan. I remember the Scholastic uh, School thingy. I loved the Shonen Jump subscriptions. Shonen Jump oh, subscriptions yeah. were the fucking For the best, Yu-Gi-Oh cards dude. that would come in there, oh, too? Hell oh, yeah. hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got those fucking God cards. I'm so happy. I didn't. I never got the God cards. I think I got a Buster Blader or something. I don't I remember. I was still uh, subscribed to Shonen Jump when it went digital. Still, really? Like the OG times. It was called. They were launching it as Shonen Jump Alpha is what they oh, were Oh, I do it. remember that. And that's when they officially ceased the magazine and were switching over to a digital version of it. Um, nothing like the version it is today. The version Shonen Jump has on the website is way better than what anything it ever was. Oh, the OG one was trash. Um, but the... The fucking grab one of those off the shelf, Jose. Grab one of those off the shelf. We have all every single English Shonen Jump here. Right. Every single one. Here's a Naruto one. Like these things came in, they were whoa, 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 thick. Uh, you know, let's. Uh, oh yeah, let's get one with each go on it. They were fucking thick boy magazines. Like look at this, and you know, ignore the little yellow coloring on it because it's a fucking comic. But ads everywhere. I always used to see these ads, and this is where you'd find out all the like fucking anime video games that were coming out. There'd be Yu-Gi-Oh cards in the back. Um. The, advertising for future like pokemon boxes Yu-Gi-Oh stuff there'd be color pages they put in here it was cool man i remember seeing prince of tennis on there like shit. a bunch of crazy look stuff. at that oh shit. my god the color of ulkyura and color ichigo. of ichigo and ulkyura like it shonen jump living in that era where you would get it it was a once a month magazine fucking cool so cool and then whenever they would have because this was back in like the trading card era oh my lord and they have an advertisement in this novel for the last volume of the bounce, and they title it "The Final Bountdown." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, you gotta use that, dude. Oh, and don't forget, because this was a this was a monthly magazine and not weekly. You could you would get multiple chapters of each show. Yeah, you would get manga. like what four or five chapters. 
four or five chat. This is how I started with like with One Piece Naruto. What the fuck? Look at this jewel we found. Yeah, sick. Here, this you'll have to watch this in post, Pisces. But look at some of the artwork, full on spreads. Like I mean, like a poster. This beautiful is so hard to find too. Yeah, I mean you could find it on the internet if you literally Google Bleach. I'm sure but, people have scanned it up there. But like yeah. here's another one of the boys. I mean, it's fucking cool. And you would get this once a month. It was not that expensive either. I think I still have some of my Jump magazines. It was maybe it was something. Like, how, does anyone remember what the price was? I think they were like 10 or 12 bucks. It couldn't have been that much. I had like the – I'd get a – my Christmas present every year was renew my subscription. Same yeah. year. Same I, year. I asked my parents for that all the time. And it was and, not expensive. And it's the fucking best. And I guess to go back to Bleach, that's how I found out about Bleach. I went to the flea market with a friend. I had already found one Shonen Jump, like, at a Blockbuster. Went to the flea market, bought, like, the volume after that. And it was, like, now premiering this new thing called Bleach. And, it, you know, Ruki is coming in through the window, and she's a soul wave. Well, what, what is this? I already started collecting Naruto, so I was like... Next time we go to Sun Coast uh, to go get my Naruto volumes, let's let's get this Bleach thing. That's actually really cool. I, I think I didn't see I didn't find it through Jump. I had a mutual friend of ours actually recommend it to me, David. Okay. David yeah. straight up goes, "Oh, if you like Naruto and this stuff, he's like you'll love Bleach." And he just handed me I think volumes one through three. I read them all in like a couple days, and I was like, "Dude, I gotta, I I need to know more about this." And then. Maybe I think a couple months later, they announced the anime for it in the U.S. The shit that you would used to see in here is, like, wild. Because I remember, and this is also towards the tail end of Shonen Jump. Do you guys remember Shonen Jump announced that Stan Lee was making a manga? Yeah. And it was going to be yeah. published in Shonen Jump. I was so was excited. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was Ultima. It yeah. was won by the Shaman King guy. Yeah. I was yeah. so excited for that to come out because I was like, that was peak formative, I think maybe high school. And I was like, I like Marvel comics, DC comics, all that stuff. Stan Lee is like I, fucking huge, and he's making a manga. And I'm like, hell yeah. Pretty sure that shit flopped. <laughs> but I was excited. I think it did all right. I just don't remember it. All I remember is like chapter one, there's just like a giant full-page spread of Stan Lee as like a shogun or something. And I was like, this is cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Face. It had multiple chapters. I read every single one of them, and it just didn't really seem like it went anywhere. I stopped reading. I didn't think it was very interesting. I thought it was good. I was vibing around with Stan Lee and making a manga. I was like, let me check it out. It's it's fun. But, uh, yeah, and then it just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they dropped Shaman King for this. What the fuck? <laughs> but it, I got to I gotta reread. I miss the days of – anyways, the tangent is I miss the days of the old Shonen Jump. And, like, that's when a lot of this new series, like Tariko being in there, like, you got to oh see a God, lot of about stuff Tariko. that was just coming off the shelves. And you kind of get, like, a first little taste. And what was nice – so there's actually a price on the front page of the Shonen Jump. For all of this, all of this, $4.99. $4.99 is what says no on the price No way. This. this is the from 2010. Like that's crazy. This had like this exclusive Roroni Kenshin story I can't find anywhere else. At the end of Roroni Kenshin, there's like a passing down of the torch. In the Shonen Jump manga, they have like a different version of that where he's giving his sword to Yahiko. And I can't find it's like not in the official final volume of Roroni Kenshin. It's just in Shonen Jump. That's crazy. Damn, that's really that's badass. It, and I think the Shonen Jump had like the full color page of Ichigo going Bankai for the first time. 
do you think if they brought back physical Shonen Jump like this thing, like fucking monthly gigantic, would there be much of a demand for it? Ooh, Only know. as like a collector's item. Yeah, I, I agree with Pythes on something like that. Because I'm, I'm th- like, they still sell those like crazy in Japan, but we're not in Japan. Yeah, but in Japan they do it weekly, and then the because of that, if you, I don't know, um, grab the burn the witch one, bind you. That's a, that's a Japanese one. We're, we're ripping apart our, our shelf here. No, the the, oh, the oh. Shonen Jump. Be careful, it might be uh, embedded into the thing that holds it. So this thing is fat because this is the first time that Burn the Witch was being um, released. But feel the paper quality, Jose. Look, you can immediately tell. Look at this. It's almost like a little bit more Bible quality. And then look at their color pages. Their color pages are like that of the ads that are in here. Look at this. Look at the grain and stuff on it. Look how uh, much more unclear it is compared to that one. Look at the look at the pictures. Oh, you're right because th- those are like scams. Yeah. So this is just like because obviously they put this shit out weekly. So, like, they're getting it done as cheap as possible. Let's get all the shit out. Look how fat this one is. And you know they're just pumping this stuff out. It's crazy. So, I yeah, I don't think I was seeing what you guys would think, but I don't think there would be much of a demand for it if it came out again. I would be there fucking day one, but the whole reason it Absolutely. stopped coming out was because nobody was buying it. Yeah, everyone switched immediately to going into the volumes. Because I think there is a – It was like a, three of us. Yeah. yeah. The three uh, of us were keeping it alive. Yeah, I think there is, like – a, a want at this point to basically like I need it now especially with the internet being so prime and the spoilers and stuff like that people don't want to read it you know when it comes out a month later you know they don't want to yeah, have want three it chapters now. they want it let's get this shit done let's get it now let's pop it out because even the chapters that are coming out they never got to the point where they were you know coming out at the same time as Japan they just never caught up in, not, in the official- not even like I remember like Ichigo was fighting Grim Jow for the first time in Shonen Jump and then like in Japanese I'm watching like Ichigo's fighting Aizen. Yeah. 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 So yeah. like so like I wouldn't be reading Bleach in my Shonen Jump because I'm like, oh, I already know what happened. I'd be reading the shit I don't follow. Yeah. But it was so cool. So cool. It's classic magazine. It was it was a good time. And like that was when the time when I you know I'd watch fucking, you know, anime dubbed. I have no idea. Just have a good time, do my thing. And it'd be the same fucking five voice actors that voiced all the anime. It was it was cool. It was really cool. You you remember getting like the free episodes? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I remember that. I got like the first episode of Hikaru no Go, first episode of Bleach. Yeah, on, I, I mean, I got... on the front of this Shonen Jump, it says, watch official episodes of One Piece at OnePieceOfficial.com. Like, you know that fucking thing ain't doing that on yeah. there anymore. It's all streaming. Absolutely not. Like, Don't watch it on Netflix? Yeah, some Netflix, some company bought the rights for One Piece, and now they're making fucking millions off it. Like, they ain't going to put it on OnePieceOfficial.com. I'm pretty sure I got, like, a demo disc for Dragon Quest Eight from there. That's cool. Same with, like, a one a shitty One Piece brawler. Like yeah, they my PlayStation Two still works. It's cool shit. It it's really 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 cool shit. So I miss it. That being said, loop it back around. It was a time back in the day. Now dubs for anime are taken so serious, where it's like the quality is just you know let's just say it's just a little bit below what you would get in Japan. But it's right there where two people could watch dub and the sub. You get the same enjoyment out of it. You're not gonna miss anything. Very minor I, changes, I think. I'm like the only one I noticed is like the think Yumi Chika talking to Giselle, and he says you're a man and covers his ma- like mouth. Hmm. Instead think, of you stink of semen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I didn't go watch that scene. Did they change that in the dub as well? 
But be up to you. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The dub straight up says, "Hey, you're a man," and just like covers his face. Ah, uh, Yumi Chika. He judges people. <laughs> <laughs> He's always been known as you know a judgy one. Yeah. To be fair, that's totally in character. Yeah. 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 Staying true. The first thing. First thing he ever does in the series is just call Ganju an ugly fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, and to loop it back around to that question, Ganju's voiced by Kyle A. Bear. Mm, okay. okay, what else has he done? He's also Aizen, like, and he's uh he's Kiba from the Naruto dub. He's also a really chill guy. I've met him like he's come to my convention a couple times. I get his autograph. Oh, nice. Really nice. Super funny too. He's one of the voice actors. You go to his panel not to ask him questions, just to listen to him talk about random shit. <laughs> okay, love it. Anything else you guys want to say about the Bleach dub or anything in uh, general about it? I, I mean, I think it was a good experience. It was. It, I think you can watch the dub. Enjoy it. Uh, so I also watched the Ichigo's Return because I was like, did they fix it? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hearing Johnny speak again, I was just so happy, man. Yeah, we love Johnny. And, like, I wrote it down. Uh, wow, it's weird to be able to actually watch Bleach again. Because, <laughs> yeah. A, I, I've always been a dub watcher. That's how it, w- it was introduced to me on Adult Swim and then Toonami. And now watching Bleach Boys. And because I'm not comparing it with the manga, I got to just sit back and like watch the show. I do got to say that is something yeah. I noticed as well when I was watching it. Um, It was kind of nice because even when you watch animes regularly and you're reading the subtitles it's a kind of a different experience where you're just like before now i'm watching the dub i'm just watching i'm yeah, just you're just vibing enjoying and enjoying it, just watching what's happening on screen no biggie and because that sometimes i notice where it's like oh they're hiding the mouth on purpose in this scene it's like you notice different things now that your eyes are not having to kind of like bounce up and down in between the subtitles and all that stuff it, yeah it was good it was good and i'm not having to bounce up and down between uh subtitles taking notes on my phone yep. and looking at the manga yeah and that's uh that's a, that's all for my notes uh, okay so for those of you that don't know first of all jose got married in between this podcast and the last one so congratulations clappers all the way thank around you, thank you um we were all there our good friend uh i believe he goes by ryan watanabe as an artist yeah yes ryan watanabe he uh did a manga that we reviewed a very 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 long time ago. it was on the first episode um, of the tezuka awards super long time ago we were reviewing a bunch of manga entries for this manga contest and we met him through there. He messaged us. We've been talking. We met up. He was my roommate at one point. We love this guy. Anyways, he came to Jose's wedding, and he brought the fucking best wedding gift ever, okay? He had people at the wedding constantly coming over and be like, oh, my God, who drew that? Like, it's so fucking cool. So he gave me a print of it to show on the podcast. So I will now show it to you. If you want to see it, uh, we'll have it on our Instagram. So this is it without any text. I don't know if you've seen the print. So – he took the manga volume from Bleach and drew Jose and his wife on there. And he drew it, same cover, same everything. Came out incredible. Really good. And he wrapped it on the manga. Which was cool because he put, like, you know, like up here, it's, it's October, the month, and then the date we got married yep. and all the other really cool stuff. And then, did you see the little oh, backstory? I didn't see you didn't read he the wrote backstory? a message. Oh. And he put a little message on the back where the description would be, damn. You Sorry, read I'm it reading out it now. You can read it out loud. <laughs> Are you it's, sure? It's, Are you sure? I, I, I wrote, I've already read it. Okay. I, I fell in love with it. I'm like, Ryan, so oh, my put, God. I hope you the best during your marriage. It's amazing that you guys found each other and have created such a wonderful life. Uh, this is to, am I okay saying your girlfriend's name? 
Yeah, yeah, I think okay. she'll be fine. He says, uh, Bridie, I've thoroughly enjoyed meeting you and getting to know you through Jose. You're a wonderful person, and Jose is a very lucky man. Jose, what can I say to the OG Dragon Tofu fan? Without you stumbling upon my comic online, we would have never become friends. I would have never have met the Weebs Guild team and lived with them, too. Hope your support left a deep and strong impact. Oh, your support left a deep and strong impact, and I hope that our friendship stays strong as yours and Bridie's. So sweet. I'm ha- sweet. I'm having that framed. I I, I told Brian, I'm like, I don't care how we do this, but I need to get this framed. It's, I love it. So super, super nice. And he totally did it um, without anybody knowing. So I knew a little bit that he was getting working on something for Jose. He let me know beforehand that he drew something for you. And I was like, all right, yo, go, you know, Ryan Watanabe drawing. It's going to be fucking sick. You know, it could be anything. No fucking idea that that's what he was doing. And he also gave Jose all of the Japanese Bleach manga volumes. Which I fucking oh. love. So I was looking through them uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Immediately I go to, you know, uh, I think it was like 72. Pythes, you would know which one that is. 72? Uh, volume 72. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course you would. So I immediately go to that. Okay. And I noticed that these are wrapped around. So they're not like ours. Yep that are just kind of like this these are actually wrapped around and you like behind them when you uh, remove the cover is the spe- like the pencil sketch of oh cool that cover. but for kubos he zooms in on specific that's cool. areas so i just went through and i started doing that to every single one i'm like damn that's fucking badass is it just me or are, like the japanese volumes like smaller they're a little bit they smaller are. They are. yeah it, it's kind of weird to hold them right next to the original smaller hands true it's true. They Japan. make you feel like a giant. <laughs> so, yeah, super cool. Um, He totally brought that. So, Ryan Watanabe, our boy, I'll post it again on Instagram so you guys can see it just in case you're listening to the audio version. But super, super cool. And, of course, congratulations to Jose and Bridie once again. Oh, thank you. Post a link to post a link to his shit underneath the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I will. I'll link it. Yeah, I'll link it. He he works on tons of different projects. So yeah, he's got a clothing line. He's, he's got, got a manga. He's, got, he's, he's got, got the main clothing line. He's got like his basketball line. Yeah, yeah. he's he's crazy. He's all over the place. Just he works just a, a job. Also, <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Yeah, so wild, yeah, wild. I, I follow him on Insta. So like the day of Jose's wedding, I get that recommended to me, and I just go. Oh, <laughs> my boy. Yep, yep. I, t- I, t- I took a screenshot of that shit. Yeah, it's really cool. So thank you to Ryan. Um, thank you guys for watching another Bleach Boys episode. We're going to end it right there. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys have watched the dub, of course, let us know what you guys thought in the comments down below. Next, so two weeks from now, it should be end of November. We're looking like that's going to be the start of Can't Be Your Own World. So if you want to go ahead and wa- <laughs> and read novel number one, we're going to do that first. So obviously, if you want to read along, you want to make sure you read it beforehand or just stick around and we'll discuss it pretty close in detail and we'll figure out where to go from there. So as always, make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe on the YouTube. Follow us. Leave us a five-star review on anywhere you're listening to the podcast. And we will see you guys next Sunday for another episode. Bye, everybody.